Hey everyone, another reminder, we're looking for one to three new hosts. Please apply. We really want hosts and we would love to hear from you. Um, after we're done with this show, uh, you can find the application for that in the description of this episode below. And you know what else is coming because you've heard this so many times. <laughs> Never drill it too much. <laughs> the drill. Remember her. Oh, my God. <laughs> R.I.P. the drill. R.I.P. the drill. She set new standards. <laughs> she, did. she did. She was the bar. Oh, my God. You're correct. And as the bar, we are nearing the end. That was a bad segue. We're nearing the end of the series here coming up. And we are going to need questions for our Ask Us Anything episode. Because we'll be finished with the series at that point. All questions are open game. Send us any theories you want to hear us talk about. Plot or character details we might not have covered, or anything you want to know about us. Open season on Avatar The Last Airbender starts now! Pew pew. <laughs> anyway, uh, but if you want to open season on that, you can email us at airbenderpod at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Twitter, both at airbenderpod. That's A I R Bender P O D. We cannot wait to hear from you. And now, on to the show. Hey, Tyler. Yes, yeah, Serena? I I just think pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Serena, I agree. I don't understand uh, how people even like that. Honestly, it's one of my top five most offensive things that I've ever experienced. I mean, I I don't hate it that much, but I I would agree with you. You don't you don't hate it that much? You don't think it's top five worst worthy? What do you hate more than pineapple on pizza? Tough. Well, f- shit, I should have seen that coming. <sighs> I'm Serena Schreifels. And I'm Tyler Strandberg, a.k.a. Toff Hater. Oh, my God. And you're <laughs> freaking listening to the Avatar podcast. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. On this podcast, we watch the Nickelodeon show Avatar, The Last Airbender, and we analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was, um, and it should always be Toph, as well as give the episode a rating on a scale from 1 to 10. You're listening to the Avatar podcast. Yep. Yep. Is that how Aang says it? Is that how yep. Aang yep. says yep, yep? Like a dog. Like a little... Like a little Pomeranian. <laughs> Oh my god, have you heard of Dogecoin? <laughs> Take out your investments now. <laughs> I swear to god, it's not it's still not Dogecoin too late. Right now. Oh, oh my god. Honestly, I considered it. <laughs> hey, I did too. And then I just knew I didn't want to go through all of the math. Yeah. Anyway. Which is another worst thing. Because today we're talking about top five worst things ever in season three, a.k.a. the episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender season three. Again, I don't know if I should call it top five worst or bottom five episodes. Oh, bottom five episodes makes sense. But if we're we're doing top five worst and we're starting with the least worst, there is a top worst. Yeah. So number one is the top worst. Yeah. Like we hate it the most. Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I see, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what we're doing today. Well, let's not dance oh. around the pleasantries. Let's just get right into it. Serena, what is your number five? Again, like number five is... Least worst of the five. Yes, yes. because number one is the worst worst. Yes. My least worst of the five is the painted lady. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I knew, I knew that was going to be like... 
a little bit of a shocker for you. No. So it's a good thing we got this out of the way. No, I don't mean to be spoilery, but <gasps> that was my number six. Oh, it so, was an honorable mention. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I can't really blame you. Oh, my God, Tyler, we're, like, on the same wavelength. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, so my – the least worst was The Painted Lady. Yes, your number I, five. <laughs> my number five is The Painted Lady. It's a good attempt mm-hmm. at what it's trying to say. You know, it's it's Katara's little, you know, it's her little thing. We got the headband and all that kind of stuff. We got Aang, we got Sokka – and she does a good job. Katara does what Katara would do. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it delivers. Um, it's because we don't learn anything new. Yeah. We I, don't learn anything new. Yeah. It's it's just another Katara-centered episode, but mm-hmm. it's things we already know about her, and that's kind of what yes. didn't work for me. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's missing something, yeah. you know? I mean, it's a beautiful illustration of her character, no yeah. doubt, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, there isn't really, she doesn't have any conflict. Um, the only conflict is external. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this episode gets a lot of hate too. This episode yeah. is known as like one of the worst episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with that. But like, yeah, I don't it, think it's the worst of the series. No, it is definitely not like one of the worst episodes. But it's, I, I can see why it's not a favorite all around. Right, right. And I, I don't know, there's something, there's something. Weird that they danced around with like the she uh, disguises herself as the painted lady, mm-hmm. and I think that really kind of it, it doesn't quite cross the line into blatant like appropriation. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's maybe. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like it's like dancing around there. Yeah, it's dancing around there. Well, I remember the spirit shows up at the end of the episode, and yeah. I was kind of just like, if you existed, why didn't you do anything? Oh. Yeah, I was like, excuse me, you were yeah. here the whole time? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Some spirit you are. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, Bye. girly, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's that's really all. We don't learn anything. It dances around weird themes. Um, we love our girl, but it's like, yeah, we knew she was going to save the village. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so my number five was The Runaway. And, like, <sighs> okay, so similar to season two, mm-hmm. This season didn't have that many flops, right? True. Like, there's not that many bad episodes. Mm-hmm. So this was, um, I don't know. It was uh, weird to pick a bottom five because, like, mm-hmm. I still like The Runaway, you know? Like, yeah. I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. I So, like, the fact that it's in my bottom five and it still has a positive rating, like, mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes to how good I think this season is. Oh, I totally um, agree. I liked it. I liked it enough. I mean, like, it definitely, like, made me view Toph in a different kind of light. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do appreciate what it did for me, like, in that aspect. But it's just not doing much. It feels like a filler episode, even though it's technically not a filler episode because of all the stuff that happens with Combustion Man. I mean, oh, The Painted yeah. Lady is technically a filler episode. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you can completely skip over The Painted Lady. Actually, The Painted Lady and The Great Divide are the only two filler episodes in all of Avatar. And by filler, I mean, like, you can completely skip over them and not miss anything. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, but it just, it's, it's, there's not that much that's going on, you know? It's kind of <laughs> just there. Yeah. It's an episode that I watched, and it was generally enjoyable. But that's about it. That mm-hmm. is about it. And that's that. What's your number four, Serena? 
<laughs> well, it's funny that you mention The Runaway. Really? Yes, that was my number four episode. Oh, and wow. you know why? I was freaking conflicted because Toph is my girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, finally we get some spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode is the first episode after the blind bandit that feels like it's centered on her. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm mad about it because it chooses to center on Something that like like is seen as a negative like external flaw within Toph, but then brings negative external consequences within the gang from Toph, if mm-hmm. you catch my drift. Yeah. And it's just like, well, why couldn't it have been about like, oh, Toph goes off into the woods to cry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. To show some emotion and to Because like, Toph doesn't feel emotions. She's well, a manly yeah. man, but she's not a man. She's a girl, which makes her tough. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, why did they have to bring gambling into it in order to show that honestly, she has emotion? Honestly, I wish I had a gambling addiction <laughs> at age twelve. <laughs> hey, I That seems like a very compelling life story. Well, when you put it like that, yes. (laughs) I just, uh, it's just, again, like with what you said, it's just an episode that I watched. And because because I consistently root for Toph, I was disappointed because we got like some real insight into Toph, but at like the very end. Mm -hmm. So the whole episode was like, oh my God, look at what I can do with my earthbending. I can swindle these gambler dudes and blah, blah, blah. And and there's, you know, people want me and blah, blah, blah. And then everybody gets mad at me, blah, blah, blah. I'm wanted. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so it's like all, we see this external personality and then we don't see that inner conflict until the very end. And I wanted to spend more time dissecting those internal conflicting emotions and feelings. And I wanted Toph to externalize that and process that more with more members of the game. And honestly, that's the best part of the episode. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Her and Katara have that fight. And like her and Sokka have that talk with each other. And Katara is listening. And then Katara kind of shifts and like tries to team up with Top. It's the most interesting part. And like, yes, I want more of that. Yes. You know? Yes. And I feel like it just doesn't give it. No, I was like, it give doesn't it. get there. It doesn't fully get there. It it's doesn't. Just, it's reaching, but not quite yeah. achieving. And also the fact that Katara has to overhear Toph in order for her to understand Toph just mm-hmm. is it, it is a display of like not productive communication. Like it's like, yeah. oh, goody, a coincidence. Oh, and then after Toph shares her feelings with Sokka, do you know what she does? She punches. Yep, Toph is a toxic character. <laughs> you were gonna bring it up. I'm sorry. I I mean, like, and again, I did no. see a lot of things in Toph in this episode that I thought really helped her be more a three dimensional character. Yes, but yeah. it didn't fully get there. It was yeah. kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. like when you're wearing 3D glasses and like one side is red and the other side is blue and like. The effect kind of works, it but, like, it gives works. you a headache. And, like, you still are like, okay, I understand this is an illusion. Mm-hmm. That's what this episode was for Toph with me. I'm inclined to agree on, okay. on that one. Yeah. Um. Well, my number four was the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yeah, I figured. And I... 
I just feel bad about this episode because, like, I see so many people love it. And I see True. that, like, so many people think it's one of the best. And I just, I wish I could understand. I truly do. I wish that I could see, like, what makes this episode great. And if you love this episode, please reach out to us and, like, try to change my mind. Let me know. Let me know, like, why you consider this to be one of the best of season three or even of the entire series. But I just am not emotionally invested in this episode. I wanted to like this episode so badly, but I'm just kind of bored. Like... And maybe it's because I already know the story. Maybe it's because I already know, like, what happened between Roku and Sozin. Maybe this would have been different um, on a first watch. But I think if it doesn't hold up well on rewatches, then that kind of speaks that speaks volumes to the quality of how it's written. That's a fair point. Um, yeah. I, I like the parallels between Roku and Sozin and Aang and Zuko, but... This episode just doesn't do it for me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I don't I don't have the connection. I don't see what other people see in it. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um I gave it a 6. Like it's enjoyable, but it's mm-hmm. not something I would revisit and I don't mm-hmm. really care to watch it again. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You that know, makes sense. Once is enough for me. We are in our worst 3. Worst Three. What is your number three episode, Serena? Tyler, my number three is Ember Island Players. I'm sorry. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, I truly don't blame you. That's the worst part. (laughs) I I love it because what? It was like, it was number three on your top five. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know. Tyler, I got to be honest with you. I I love what the writers did w- within making fun of, you know, their darlings. I think that's what good writers do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just just can't get across the like that was like kind of my over like uh and I don't know, Tyler, maybe it's because I, I'm an actor mm-hmm. and I was just like, why are y'all doing all this? Like it's fun. I would Love to act in that show. Oh, shut up. 100%. I would love to be Aang in that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the girl Aang. <laughs> I'm yes. an avatar, silly. If you can be Aang, I want to be Sokka. <gasps> no, shut up. Let's do Fringe Festival. Let's shut do up. the Ember Island Players. <gasps> you can be Aang. I'm going to be Sokka. This is happening. Yes. This is oh happening. Oh, my God. I love this. Okay. Um, the The overarching sexism and homophobic tones is just I don't know it just it doesn't sit right with me in the sense that like I couldn't see past that to see the humor like of course I saw the humor like it's absolutely correct Mm -hmm. oh I also think it was kind of boring wow you know the not connecting to the humor I understand the boring that one hurts me (laughs) I know I'm sorry I did I do have to rip a little in there (laughs) but it's because um i think what would have worked more for me is if because the episode itself centers on the play Mm -hmm. the episode is a show about a a show yeah it's a show about the play yeah that's why it's funny (laughs) well yes yes but no you are entitled to your opinion it's okay i know i'm just trying to form the words a little bit heftier if you will yeah (laughs) um it felt oddly filler but also part of the show 
Also, when when Anne kissed Guitar, I was like, dude, not yeah, the right gross. time. Not the right time. You didn't even freaking ask, man. Yep. Like, I'm sorry. There's problems with this episode. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, maybe I just missed my gang. <laughs> maybe I just missed them a little oh too my much. God. I, mean, I was like, where are they? They're just sitting up there watching. Oh, and then I was also like, Toph, what, you, what are you trying to say? When she, when she was like, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I'm like, that totally defeats the entire yeah. purpose of your own character. Remember when Toph punched Zuko and he was like, ow, what was that for? And she was like, that's how I show affection. Yes. I hate that. Yes. I hate it a lot. <laughs> because if the man version of Toph did that in the play, that's called assault, man. Yeah. Well, that's the point. It's still assault, even yes, though it's a 12-year-old girl doing it. Yes, that is true. So I, I just like was like... Okay, I see how it's funny, but my mind is like zipping around like a weird tangled zipper with this episode. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I can't quite grasp it and hold it in my heart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite fit in there. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't blame you. I know. I know you don't, and that also breaks my heart. I really can't fault you for it. I know. Well, um, mine is kind of controversial, but I'm sorry I have to bring it up. My number three say. is Sozin's Comet Part 1, The Phoenix King. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Sozin's Comet as an entire entity, all four parts, is really seen as like one of the best pieces of Avatar. And it is. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I had a lot of problems with almost every single part in the finale. Into the Inferno was the only thing that I didn't really have problems with, you know? like Chef's kiss. This is the detriment as, like, watching them as individuals, right? Like, it's not supposed to be a standalone episode. It's, right. It's literally, like, if you watched the first 20 minutes of a movie and decided if the rest of the movie was going to be good or bad based off of that, mm-hmm. um, you can get a sense for what it's going to be. But it's not the best, most exciting part of a movie, you know? Like, it's just kind of like the build-up, you know? And that's all this episode does. It's just the build-up. It's enjoyable, and I think it sets up the finale really, really, really well. But it it's definitely the worst part of the finale. And you know I had so many issues with the writing mm-hmm. in that last those last four episodes. And this is where it all starts. Yeah, you're right. It's a six. Like, I enjoyed it. It's it's mm-hmm. good. I would watch it if I was watching the entire finale again. Exactly. But if I was watching just individual pieces of the finale, this is a hard skip. Yes. Okay. Um. What's your number two? Well, <laughs> it's funny that you also mention this because um, my number two was Sosan's Comet Part 1, Phoenix King. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, it was the lowest rated. Uh, I think we both gave it the lowest rating within the finale. Like, yeah. It. I yeah, just, you gave it a seven. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty low yep. for me. <laughs> I mean, you you didn't give any episodes this season lower than a seven. That's true. So it's on the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the fact that it's my number two and a seven, like you said earlier, like it, it's a great season. It's just this. First part, like, you got to really capture your audience there. Mm Because like you said, we have to decide whether or not we're going to finish the movie. Mm -hmm. And based on this 
introduction to the finale. I'd I don't be, think I would. I know. I'd be half-baked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be half-baked. <laughs> if this was a movie, I would watch this first part and Aang would disappear and I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, what the, what, well, what the, uh. And then they would kind of, like the rest of the gang would go their separate ways and try to find June and I'd mm-hmm. be like, I don't know where this is going, and frankly, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, but I'm it like, works dude. because it's not a movie; it's a That's series finale. That's and true. like, I I want to know what's going to happen with Aang. I bringing back June is really interesting, and mm-hmm. I like it. But like, as an entity that exists by itself, it's lukewarm. Yes, it, it's lukewarm. It's half baked. It's halfway cooked. It's a little undercooked. I will say, this episode has redeeming qualities and my favorite is when they're searching for Aang and they come to the town square and they find this whole group that's like Aang, 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 Aang and then Katara and Suki run up and then it's Avatar State! Yep, yep! (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes, yes! Let's bring back those Ember Island players! An icon! (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Love that part. <laughs> oh man. See, that's like <laughs> I, I can't wrap my head around that. That's Rachel Dratch either. Rachel Dratch. <gasps> oh, yeah. Like the woman who does Debbie Downer. And then she just does this like very high pitched, like goofy voice. I can't wrap my head around it. And I'm obsessed with it. Oh, anyway, talented I'm actors. sorry. I already went off about the Ember Island players in the last episode. <laughs> so should we just move on to um my number two? Yes, because I would love to hear your number Sosan's two. comment part one was your number two. Yes. Now, my number two. Oh, my God. I feel like I know what yep, you're Yep, you know what's out. coming. My number two is the headband. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, yep. I just, it's not memorable. I like what you had to say about this and, like, like the Fire Nation school. Like, we get a glimpse of, like, what these kids are living through. Um, and I do also like that. Like, this theme of indoctrination. But, like, I grew up in the USA. Like, I've, I've experienced mm-hmm. that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I guess, is also kind of a plus to it because it does, like, shed light on, like, oh, this is, like, we do these things. But I feel like this theme of, like, propaganda, Fire Nation indoctrination, all of that sort of stuff parallels to U.S. school systems and how it's, like... We grow up with a very, like, toxic patriotism. Right. I don't think that theme is intentional. I think that's kind of, like, a result of the episode. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's focusing more on, like, how Aang doesn't really fit in with the school. And I think that was the intent. And to contrast with that, they made this Fire Nation school scary similar to United States schools, but I don't think they were trying to make it similar to United States mm. public schools. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of just a result, you know? And I can't I can't speak on this. You know, we talked to John O'Brien. This was not really mentioned. That would be a great question for him if, like, oh, this yeah. was something that he had in mind when he was writing. But I just, it it doesn't, it feels like the intention of this episode is just a recreation of Footloose. And to be honest, I think that's kind of lazy writing. That would be like if I'm like, oh, I really like the musical Grease. So I'm going to write a mini like episode in the TV show that I work for, just basically recreating Grease with the characters that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it doesn't do it for me. I don't like this episode. I, mm-hmm. I, I see how you don't like it, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Well, well freaking course. I like how, like, you're number three, and, <laughs> like, equaled my number three. Like, yep. your number three worst equaled my number three best, and mm-hmm. also, like, 
the headband was on your my top, top five, five, and now it's on it's my on bottom, bottom five. five. Yeah. All right. Number one, first of all, do you have any honorable mentions for worst episodes? Not really. Like okay. you said, like, you know, I gave Chosen's Comet part one a seven. You know, I gave, I think I gave The Painted Lady an eight yeah. overall. And that yeah, was you did. the top bottom. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was it was kind of hard to, I mean, it was hard to narrow down both the top and bottom. So, mm-hmm. But obviously I had more candidates for top. I had a harder time narrowing down my top five best. Right. Where like my bottom five, I was like, I had the clear rankings yes. of like, here we go, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so I don't have any honorable mentions, which means the only thing left. My top worst episode of season three is Nightmares and Daydreams. Yeah, there it is. There, there's your blows. Slap a cow. Mm-hmm. I see what they were trying to do mm-hmm. with this episode. I definitely see it. Um Personally, I don't think they went about it the right way. I felt drained watching this episode, trying to keep up with what was going. I I felt like, okay, so they could have gone two ways with this episode. They could have made it comedic, Mm -hmm. um, which they kind of tried to do, or they could have made it kind of like, you know, the puppet master, kind of a morbid dark, but like you need to know sort of like Mm -hmm. atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They tried to do both. I kind of disagree. Oh, you I do? Think, I think they leaned so hard into comedy that it became a little bit too niche. I see that. I see that. I d- because, I, like, I don't pick up any, like, serious themes from this episode. Even the serious parts where he's like, oh, no, Ozai, do come off as comedic to me. That's true. So. And I think I say, I say that's true as in, like, I feel like that's true for you. For me, I feel like the overall tone of the episode, like, all combined— was supposed to say something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 I feel like it's supposed to comment on, okay, you can do the best that you can do for certain goals and things in life. Mm-hmm. But there is such a phenomenon as like over-preparing and um, overreaching yourself and not resting. Mm-hmm. And not resting is something that I feel like our society views as a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they got the thing that, like, okay, yes, you need to rest. Mm-hmm. You need to rest. You've done all you can. You just need to take a break. I just, I don't see how they achieved that because they didn't really, because Aang, like, he rested because he was freaking forced to. Mm-hmm. Not because he learned something about that, you right. know? And we talked about this, too, with how they approach these, like, different ways of trying to cope with stress and healing yes. in like the very wrong ways like oh, I hated yes. the way they portrayed therapy in this oh, episode oh my god yeah um, I did not like the way they portrayed meditation in this episode mm-hmm. again we're going back to Toph and abusing her friends I really hated that too um, right. but yeah yeah and as somebody who champions mental health or at least tries to mm-hmm. um, I just like I look at this episode and I'm like <laughs> Well, well, kids are going to grow up thinking that's not going to help, and that that's weird. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I can't get behind that. Well, kids are going to grow up thinking like, oh, therapy is useless. All yeah. they do is ask. I just lay on a couch, and they just ask me, how do you feel about that? Like, yeah. that's not what therapy is, especially no. like we are big advocates on oh therapy in this, ep- like in this series. Therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I also just had trouble keeping track of everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, it bounces back and forth so much. Yep. And I'm like, this is like, I'm like, 
dude's yeah, obviously stressed out, but like we could be saying something so much more about, you know, like reaching your goals and like being prepared mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. Even and, like mental health and yes. like anxiety and like Yes. Like even a performance anxiety, you know. Oh, like absolutely. In many different contexts, you know. Yes, yes. Uh so yes, nightmares and daydreams was my least favorite episode for aforementioned reasons, although I do think I still gave it a pretty good rating. Yeah, you gave it a seven. <gasps> do you want to change that? Or? No. Okay. Because it's still, because like me as an adult watching it, I know what's okay and what's not okay, mm-hmm. and I can still allow myself to enjoy it. I also I always kind of think of sevens as like, I liked this, but there are some pretty major yes. problems with it. I mean, yes. like as I, I think I said that before with like I was debating with... Sozin's Comet Part 4, Avatar A. I was Mm -hmm. between like a 9 or a 7. Yes. So there it is, folks. And now, Tyler, did you have any honorable mentions? So I mentioned that The Painted Lady was my number 6. That's right. I should bring up that Nightmares and Daydreams was my number 7. Oh, there she is. But those were my only honorable mentions. Those were the only ones that I felt fit into like the bad part of this season. And you see this coming, Serena. Oh, I saw this coming, 40 miles away. Yep. My number one worst episode is the Firebending Masters. Yes, it is. <laughs> I I still have so much fun listening back to this conversation oh that God. we had. It's I w- my friend actually, he just started listening to our podcast and he's weird about it. He started at our most recent episode and just started listening backwards. <laughs> so <laughs> So he got to that one pretty quick. Yeah, he did. And he was telling me he was like, I was trying my hardest not to laugh out loud <laughs> sitting in my office at work. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Like, oh my God. Serena, I hate this episode. It is so bad. I have not viscerally hated an episode (laughs) this strongly since like season one honestly. That's not true. There was like one or two episodes in season two that I really hated. But like Oh, God, this is the only episode in season three that I viscerally hated. Even the headband, I was kind of like, eh, I don't like it. But like this one, I was like so passionately angry about it. We both were. Yeah. We both were passionate about something. Um, You can listen to the verdict. It's one of the funniest ones. So I encourage <laughs> you to listen to it. That was our biggest clash. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's like, I I came in very prepared. You of did. Like, I, here's I a didn't. bulleted list of why I hate it. And like that kind of put you on like this very like strange like defense of like, I, I, I like this episode. I don't know. And like, yeah. I just kept attacking you for it. And like, but like. That's one of the best parts, too. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we get that extreme reaction where you're like, I gave this a 10. And I was like, I gave it a 3. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And I just, and we both come at episodes so differently. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I think it brings a lot of dynamicism to that. Because I was just like, but my feelings, my feelings, Mm -hmm. my emotions. Right. And so, like, I... So I want to bring up, too, I recently came across a TikTok about this episode and saying, like, why this is one of the best episodes because, like, Aang and Zuko discover, like, the true meaning of firebending and how it's life and energy. And as I was watching this TikTok, all I could think is, like, yeah, that's the point. Like, 
firebending is supposed to be about life and energy. So why the fuck does Zuko suddenly start talking about a purpose that he needs in life? And, like, what his life goal is? And, like, where does this come from? And, like, I just, again, similarly to the Avatar and the Fire Lord, I just wish I could see, like, how other people are approaching this episode. And, honestly, I truly don't understand how people can just be like, this is one of the greatest episodes. When, like, there are these major flaws that I see with it. I just, I cannot comprehend how other people do not notice this. I'm not trying to say, like, you are all stupid because you don't see it, and I do. I just mean, like, why is this something that I'm noticing and Mm -hmm. other people are not? Like, are they understanding something that I'm not getting? Like, is there a connection that I'm missing? Is this just some kind of, like, acceptance that, like, people have? And, like, for some reason, I just can't accept it. And, like, what is that reason? I don't know. It's just, I... I can't vibe with this episode. Like, and that's it's so okay. It's so weird. I I don't get how they go from firebending is energy and life, and they're like, yeah, and then Zuko's like, but I need a purpose, <laughs> bestie. Where did that come from? <laughs> and then he's like, I have to help you defeat my father. Like, we know that goal is achieved. Can Zuko not firebend anymore after the finale? Like, does he need to find a new purpose? Does he constantly need to be searching for something new in his life? Like, it's, it just, it is, it opens up a can of worms that just Mm -hmm. does not need to happen. It could have easily stuck with, like, Zuko has always used firebending as anger and destruction, and he realizes that it is not that. And it could have been a really good abuse allegory as well. Mm -hmm. But it didn't. And I'm really upset about it. And I don't understand. Um, even like with the colorful fire, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a really pretty visual. That's and my I favorite part. Well, I get what they're trying to say, but like I feel like they're not saying it. Like suddenly like Zuko is like, I understand. What do you understand, bestie? Like, what's going on? Like, would you care to share with the class? Like what? What's happening? And then like they're like, yes, the the masters showed you visions. Like, I'm sorry, what? What are these visions? What's going on? I just, I'm literally scratching my head right now. I don't, I don't get it. Like what? I don't understand how we get from point A to point C. There's, there's a B missing in there somewhere. (laughs) The whole B is gone. I can't, I can't find it. (laughs) And I think that's, that's so okay too, because like earlier said, you were like, "Ah, I'm missing something. What am I missing? What, what are we missing? What are you missing? I don't think anybody's missing anything. Mm -hmm. I honestly think it's just the way our brains work. Mm-hmm. They're just it's just different. And that's what I mean. Like I wish I could understand right. how people make this connection. I wish I could because then at least I could like think about it a little bit more critically and be like, okay, this connection is there. Is it actually effective? Does it actually mm-hmm. work? But like I, I don't I don't see it. It just skips from point A to point C. Where's the B point? Like what happens? Zuko is suddenly like firebending his life. I need a purpose, bestie. <laughs> we we skipped over a few steps there. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I'm like, oh, but I, but I feel the bee. 
I feel it. <laughs> See, I'm like, I love that for you. Like, I, 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 I wish I could. Yeah, I, I wish I could feel that too. But this mm-hmm. episode just, it, it can't do it for me. Um, side okay. note: My top two worst episodes were both John O'Brien episodes. John, I'm really sorry, John. You're such a nice person, and I really liked talking to you. But I can't vibe with your writing, unless it's the Umber Island players. <laughs> See, that's so weird because that's my least favorite John O'Brien episode. Yeah, and that's my favorite. Oh, my God. John, I'm, I will always I champion your flag. I to see. Um, so, obviously, we're nearing the end of the series. I don't know if we shared what our plans are, um, but we're doing our series wrap-up after this. Yes. And then we are doing our top 10 best and then our top 10 worst. Yes. Um, and I'm very curious to see how many John O'Brien episodes end up uh. in my top 10 worst. I'm curious to see how many John O'Briens are going to end up in my top 10 best. Yeah. Honestly, me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious too. how they overlap because like we've, we both had episodes on this list where like you had one that was on your best that mm-hmm. was on my worst, the headband. Yes. And then I had one that was on my best that was on your worst. That's true. The Ember Island player. So I'm curious to see how that will play out for the entire series. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to stay tuned. I know that's pretty juicy. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to producer and audio engineer Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Son Event Productions, and Annie Galloway, who made our cover art and is our graphic designer. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, pretty please, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show, or, I don't know, share the show if you like it. Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is... It's airbenderpod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at airbenderpod. That's A-I-R, bender, P-O-D. Hey, I'm Serena Schreifels, the co-host of this show. You can totally follow me on Instagram at Serena underscore Schreifels. That's S-E-R-E-N-A underscore S-C-H-R-E-I-F-E-L-S. I am Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of the show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven. Hey, thanks for tuning in, our beautiful blooming listeners and the beautiful and blossoming garden of life. You're all brilliant butterflies, and I love you. See you next week. God, you're so weird. <laughs> but you love it. Uh-